Good morning. This is Sylvia Stein from The Daily with Syl Stein. Don't forget to join us later today for The Daily with Syl Stein here on Anchor. Today we'll be continuing on Chapter 2 of the award-winning book by Sandra Schofield, The Scene Book, A Primer for the Fiction Writer. I hope you'll join us later today. See you then. And welcome to The Daily with Silstein. Happy Monday, everyone. I hope you all are having a great day. For today, I'm just wrapping up on Chapter 2 of the award-winning author Sandra Schofield and her book, The Scene Book, A Primer for the Fiction Writer. We've uh, been going over this book for quite a bit now in the last few weeks. And we started off with Chapter 1 in the basics where we discuss about scenes and the actions of scenes and we gave some examples and tried to share some exercises on uh, how to work like writing prompts and different scenes that you can do whether you do a prose summary I shared some um, with a little excerpt of of To Kill a Mockingbird by the late and wonderful author Harper Lee um, and her award-winning novel To Kill a Mockingbird I also shared my own books that that I read um, and their excerpt with Chasing Clarity and Closure. And and I also shared some movie summaries like uh, The Breakfast Club. I focused on John Bender, which is uh, played by Judd Nelson's character. And I also shared reactions to events by discussing a domestic violence case where the person, the victim... Um, was injured and then I shared an excerpt of an entry of what I wrote to that reaction and the law that they're trying to uh, bring into effect to change that cause and 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 what happens after that and now I had asked many of you to call in the show to share your own examples and I hope you'll still do in the future but for now um, we're going into the, and I do appreciate the one, the all of you that listen to the show. I, I'm very grateful uh, that you tune in. But I really hope that you feel confident enough to call in and tell us how, how the show is doing. Because I really do would like to hear from you. In Dialogue, uh, Feeling Arises from Experience, we shared the uh, collection, uh, Frank Conroy's classic collection of, of stories, Midair. And we went into one of the scenes... And uh, basically what Sandra Schofield says about this is that she closes this example, as I did in the last show, because it talks about an imbalanced man who climbs onto a windowsill using his own son as a hostage against intruders. The mere statement of what happens carries that feeling. And when you read the story to see how Conroy enlarges the meaning of the passage in the caustic in the context of Sean's life. Sean is the guy having the flashback of his childhood and what his father does to him. So there are some exercises on this uh, book. They're on page 37 and page 38. And they discuss different events here. There's read stories and passages from books. You identify the scenes and read each one several times. The occasion for the scene, why did the characters, why are the characters together, the event of the scene and the emotion built into the scene. And you, you need to, as she said, read, summarize and compress. 
So these are the examples that were given. And then you also can compel, compile events. And these are all on her book um, and on page 37, 38, and 39. And, uh, and also page 40, she has the theme corral and different types of books that you can articulate. And she gives different passages here um, that you can focus on. And because I didn't have a chance to work on, indi on these individual scenes, I will share those at the beginning of Wednesday's show um, just to go ahead and give you an idea what she's talking about. And we'll be right back. And we're back. And welcome to The Daily with Silstein. As I was talking about um, on the first segment of our show today, happy Monday, everyone. We're finishing up or wrapping up chapter two of The Scene Book, a primer for the fiction writer by award-winning author Sandra Schofield. And she gives, what I love about this book is that she not only goes into each chapter, but she gives specific exercises to practice on, on what she's talking about. So that, that's the beauty of this book, that it's like you have like a, you could say a sort of workbook because you are able to work on these uh, um, different scenes that she expresses in here. And she also has a section where she says on page 38, here uh, she gives examples. Here are some writers who could serve you as a uh, well because they use scenes copiously and I think you will be able to easily find ones that you like and can block out for study. They vary in complexity and style. If you're interested in young adult fiction, ask your librarian or bookstore owner for recommendations of award-winning novels to find well-crafted models. There are many good ones and in their relative simplicity they are excellent studies. And she gives a hint here. She says, it helps if you underline the actions in your selected scene. Some of the authors that she mentions are Sherman Alexie, Amant N.C., Margaret, At Margaret Atwood, C. Bodily Harm and Life Before Man. Those are the ones she recommends for her. Elizabeth Berg, Tracy Chevalier, Michael Connolly, Shitra Benidri, Diva Caroni. Tim Farrington, Fanny Flagg. Fanny Flagg are, are really good examples of that. My mother-in-law had several books of hers and I started reading Fanny Flagg and she's excellent uh, when it comes to those type of examples. Karen Joy Fowler, Elizabeth George, Beth Guchin, Jane Hamilton, Joanne Harris, Kent Haruf, John Hassler, Ann Wood, Pam Houston, Francisco Jimenez, Ha Jin, Diane Johnson, Heidi Jubilips, David Michael Kaplan, John Lee Carrere, or Carrie, C A R R E, Beth Lorden, Aaron McGraw, Hen Henning M Mankell, Haruki Murakami, Gina Oshner, Julie Oringer, and Patchwit. There's many here. And, and she says, in my own work, she also says, you will find that. Uh, you will find that the novels more than uh, Allies, Opal on Dry Ground, A Chance to See Egypt, and Beyond Deserving, name, uh, Beyond Deserving 
named in ascending order of structural complexity are built almost entirely of scenes. So she gives um, her own work here and she says that those are the books for her. So you need to look up Sandra Schofield and she says, in my own work, you will find that the novels more than allies, Opal on Dry Ground, A Chance to See Egypt and Beyond Deserving, named in ascending order of structural complexity are built almost entirely of scenes. So you might want to look those up and then uh, I would like to go into the different exercises that she has on page 38, 39, and 40. And I want to go over those with you and discuss um, the different uh, scenes that are in the book. But for those of you that may have missed the last show, I want to recap on the last excerpt that I read um, that goes into this uh, uh, the the one by uh, Frank Conroy, I believe it is Frank Conroy, uh, the midair scene. I'm going to go ahead and read the excerpt once again in the next segment of the show, and we'll be right back. And we're back to the daily with Sil Stein. As I said, I'm going to read now the excerpt coming from. Frank Conroy's classic collection of stories, Midair. And here we're talking about Sean, who while getting caught in an elevator, flashes back to the memory. Um, it said in 1942 when his father more is more or less dragging Sean, age six, and his sister Mary, age nine, um, along the Lower East Side of New York to their apartment. He has, a, he has to break in by way of the fire escape so the children are baffled by his presence an hour later we catch up with them as they are rearranging books alphabetically by author then cleaning windows the children waiting for their mother to come home from work are growing afraid finally people come for the father who is obviously quite ill but the following is the end of the scene and of the 1942 passage for the story, uh, the story jumps forward in time to Sean's adulthood. But here we just read the sample from the. This is coming from the excerpt that Sandra, award-winning author Sandra Schofield, is sharing on her book, the scene, the scene book, a primer for the fiction writer. Here it is: a tremendous crash as the door is kicked in the frame, splintering where the chain has come away. Sean is aware that things are happening very fast now, and yet he can see it all with remarkable clarity. Wood chips drip lazily through the air. Three men rush through the door, two in white uniforms, one in ordinary clothes. He knows they are running toward the couch as, as fast as they can, their faces frozen marks, frozen masks of strain but time itself seems to have slowed down. Still clamped to his father's side, Sean feels himself rise up into the air. He sees his father's other hand make a grab for Mary, who is trying to escape. He gets a hold of her hair, but she twists away with a yell. Sean feels betrayed that she has gotten away. She was the one calling him daddy. The wind roars as the big man rushes to the window and climbs on 
to the sill or to the windowsill. Step, stop where you are, he shouts back at the men. Sean cannot see, <clears throat> but he senses that the men have stopped. He can hear Mary crying, hear the wind, and hear the sound. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Of his father's heart racing under the rough tweed of his jacket. He stares down at the street at the cracks in the sidewalk. With a very limited motion available to his arms, he finds his father. His father's belt and hangs on with both fists. You bastards, his father shouts. What you don't realize is that I can do anything, anything, something akin to sleepness comes over Sean. As time passes, he realizes a message from a distant outpost that he has soiled himself. Finally, they are pulled back in with great speed and strength and fall to the floor. His father screams as the men cover him. So this is the scene that Sandra Schofield says. She closed with this example because it's a large event. An imbalanced man who climbs onto a windowsill using his own son as a hostage against intruders. The mere statement of what happens carries the feeling. Read the story to see how Conroy enlarges the meaning of the passage in the context of Sean's life. So here she gave this example in the chapter 2 of Invent and Meaning and, and in the discussion of when dialogue the feeling arises from experience. And here she's giving that example. It was a perfect example to share for this. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily with Silstein. So as mentioned before, now we read about the excerpt of Frank Conroy's classic collection of stories, Midair, the title story uh, about Sean, a divorced man, who one day is caught up for a few months in an elevator and flashes back to 1942. And he remembers his father, who is unstable, trying to hurt him and would have hurt, uh, uh, hurt him because he's, he's, he takes him, um, his own son as hostage. His sister escapes. He was trying to take her too. And he obviously still has the recurrence of this nightmare that happened to him. So... She choose, uh, Sandra Schofield shows us this, um, as she says, because it's a large event and you basically, when you read the passage, the statement carries the feeling of what's happening in that scene. So here on page 37, 38, 39, 40, and 41, she goes into the different exercises that um, she gives us to work on. And I didn't mention the authors that she told uh, that she gives us examples of how you can uh, find and are able to see the complexity and the style and are able to find these type of um, like underline the actions of your scenes. Pick a scene and she even gives her own books as examples that can give you those uh, exactly those perfect scenes. Now. Um, she gives some sample uh, explanations here or samples in her book. Uh, she says, keep a running list of ideas for occasions that can lead to scene events. Don't worry about the whole story, she says at this point. 
The idea is to practice conceiving a unit, a narrative that has enough action and meaning to suggest a strong scene. You are looking for moments when things are off kilter in some way. She says, look for situations when a character is under stress. What might happen next? So here are the examples that she gives. And this is found on page 39 of the scene book, a, a primer for the fiction writer by award-winning author Sandra Schofield. A young teenager creeps into her dark house and finds her parents waiting for her. Will this be a scene of defiance and authority or perhaps one of worry and contrition? Ah, perhaps false contrition and promises about the future. That's the example. Another one is a man slips into a swimming pool unnoticed and moves toward a woman floating on an inner tube in the deep end. Scary or is it seductive? She gives that example. Then C, a woman comes home from a trip to discover her house is full of pests, bats, raccoons, rats, teenagers. You know, those are the examples that she gives here. Then D, children are streaming from an elementary school, shouting and crying. We don't know what has occurred. Hopefully nothing bad, but those are some examples. And then E, an adult child arrives home to the bedside of a dying estranged parent. Now, for me, this kind of resonates because the story that, I, um, that I've written, Closure, talks about an estrangement between a daughter and a father. I don't want to give away the details of the story, but um, that resonates with me. And there's some very good scenes in, the, in that book as well that you may use as examples. Now, she says, pay attention to the kinds of decisions you have to make in order to go on from this point. Like when you choose that scene. Who will the story be about? Where and when will you start the action? Who is in the scene? Most of all, what will that event be? So she says, many writers have reported that their stories or even novels have begun with nothing more than such an image or idea. So here is, uh, she gives an example of the cheat sheet. Choose three stories you have read fairly recently and liked. For each one, she says, list the first event of the story, what happens, what is set in motion, and don't list too many details, she says. So um, then um, she also gives more details, and we'll mention those in the next segment. We'll be right back. Okay, and now we're back to the wrap-up of this show. I'm going to finish up the exercises I was discussing for that example from the scene book, A Primer for the Fiction Writer, Chapter 2 of award-winning author Sandra Schofield, where she talks about the sheet sheet. She says, choose three stories you have read fairly recently and liked. For each one, she says, list the first event of the story, what happens, what is set in motion, and don't list too many details. She also says, do this for each story. Now set your notes aside for a week or more. Come back to your notes, read your description of an event, but not the original story. Make up your own version of the same event, changing the circumstances significantly or as you like. What is the action? What is the emotional response? You will probably find yourself entirely in entirely new territory. 
At worst, you will write some ghost version of the original and practice scene writing. So that's what I would like for you all to work on for the next one. Why don't you take a three stories that you have, uh, something that you know very well and you've liked and try to change it, like she says. And then go back to it and then hopefully Friday we can, or maybe next next week we can go back and read it and try to see what we come up with. So we'll go go into that. And then, of course, she mentions the theme choral, which is Frank O'Connor. Um, she says the theme choral. And she mentions author Frank O'Connor said that when someone told him a good story, he made a note of four lines, thereby capturing the theme or idea of the story and not committing himself to characters, setting, etc. Try the Try his approach. Record the essence of a told story, what it, is, what it is about, without worrying about any details. Maybe not even the event, just what it seems to add up to. As in the preceding exercises, set your notes aside and come back to them at a later time. See what kind of scene or story comes to mind from your brief record of the original stimulus. The more times you do this, the better it will work for you. And then it gives some examples, and that's all found in award-winning author Sandra Schofield, The Scene Book, a primer for the fiction writer, chapter two of her story. So here, you know, you just kind of go into the different chapters, and we can discuss those more on Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to share, uh, share an author's spotlight on myself about my publishing journey and how, uh, why it is I do what I do as an indie author, what I've learned, and little different things that I want to give you advice from. And this will all be on Wednesday, and then we'll still continue with the Chapter 2 exercises to, through Friday. And then on Friday, I might begin on uh, uh, telling you a little bit about our next book. I don't know yet if it's going to be Roy Peter Clark's book or the uh, Amy Peterson Writing Devotional. So I hope that you'll join us here on The Daily. As always, it was a pleasure being here today. I hope you've enjoyed these exercises. Please call and let us know what you think of the show. And this is, uh, I am indie author Sylvia Stein. This is The Daily here on Anchor. Happy Monday. You all have a wonderful, wonderful day.